song, don't you? Remain standing, please. Take your Bibles this evening and turn with me to the book of 1 Samuel. The book of 1 Samuel in chapter number 30. 1 Samuel chapter number 30. Hope you had a nice afternoon. And uh, I, I, I fell asleep there for a while in my chair. And just, just went to Nana land, amen? And I uh, feel pretty good about that. You know, you ever, you ever sometimes take too long of a little nap? And you feel miserable. You, this was one of those you felt really good. And then I woke up, guess what I woke up to? Blueberry pie. That makes it worth waking up, doesn't it? That makes it worth waking up. And, uh, oh, man, I just enjoy it. I don't know if I got blue teeth tonight or not. But uh, if I do, you know why, why it's that way. But, oh, it was so good. I just love that. All righty. Well, let's just go home because there's another piece left. <laughs> Feeling hungry again. But chapter number 30, 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 1 through 6. I'll read verse 1. Join me on verse 2, down through verse number 6. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag and smitten, smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire. And he'd taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire. And their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. Man, this was a difficult time, wasn't it? And David's two wives were taken captive, Ahinoam and the Jezreelitess, and uh, Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. I want you to think about that. What did, all that David was going through, what a difficult time. But uh, we find out that David did something very, very important, something we can do too. And so the time my message is this, David's strength, David's strength. You know, sometimes we need some strength in the things we go through in life. But, you know, we've, we, can, we, we can make it, not because we're so great, but because of the Lord. Amen. Let's pray. Father. Thank you for this time tonight, and I thank you, Lord, I, it, what, a, what a privilege it is to stand here at the pulpit and give something I know will help us all. May this be real to us. As we look at a man who was a real man, we had real problems, but Lord, you took care of them. Thank you for it. Help us to be a blessing and a help today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. I say it quite often, but we all have troubles from time to time. Uh, it just happens. It's going to happen in our lives, and uh, uh, there's going to be some difficulties that, that come along uh, in our lives. And really, no matter who you are, uh, you're going to have some difficulties. And, and um, it, it seems like sometimes the older you get, the more difficulties you get. You know, I uh, used to go fly when we built our house with an upstairs, our bedroom upstairs. I thought, oh, that's great. My dad said, what are you thinking, son? And I said, Dad, what do you mean? He goes, those steps. He, uh, he says, I said, Dad, it's exercise. Now it's torment. <laughs> 
And you get to a place where, you know, it's not that thrilling to go up those steps. You know, it's like, do I really need to go up there? Or sometimes, did I just come down or am I standing here to go up? I don't know. But, uh, you know, that little joke about that. But the thing is that sometimes we go through the troubles and the, the trials in life. And, and, uh, and, and then we look at ways to try to settle the problems. And the thing is, we don't all settle them the same way. I understand that sometimes we have different ways of, of, of tackling the problems that come in our lives. Some are maybe so much more aggressive than others. Some are a little bit calmer. Some are more loving. Some blow up. You know, I understand there's many different ways that people will uh, try to settle their problems. But the question would be, is there the best way to do it? And I believe there is. There is a best way. You say, well, who's, what's the best way? And I think this is what we usually say, my way is the best way. But it's not my way. It's not your way. It's, I believe, God's way. And we see it in a man named David. The troubles that David went through, I don't think sometimes we really stop and think about all that has happened in his life. And, and, and probably, is, I wonder, was there anybody who had more problems than David did? And God shares with us all these problems. Now, let me just read off what was going on in his life. And it's pretty depressing when you read it. But uh, he was pursued by King Saul. You know, I mean, the king wanted to kill him. I mean, what a terrible thing to know that somebody wants you dead. He had to hide many a times because the king was after him, wanted to kill him. He barely escaped several assassination attempts. You know, to think that somebody wanted to kill him. That's what he went through in his life and how terrible it was to to know that. And he spent much uh, time uh, hiding in the wilderness. And again, you know, he he could have been living a whole lot better, but he's hiding in the wilderness because somebody's after him. His entire family was kidnapped on one, one occasion. I'm just reading there about what happened to all the women and the boys and the girls and the children there, and they were taken captive. I, you know, I, I'd have a real hard time with that, wouldn't you? And the wives, you know, I mean, uh, they, you know, these, these men are looking, my wife is gone, and David, it, it, this happened to him too. And uh, boy, you talk about someone had trouble, but we're not done with the list here. Uh, his friends turned against him, and uh, they were ready to kill him. I mean, good night, it ought not be the friends, but friends were. They were ready to say, you know, we're really upset with you. We'd just like to kill you. We just read that here a moment ago that the people in verse number 6, and David was greatly uh, distressed for the people spake of stoning him. I mean, it's like, come on, why don't everybody jump on? Why don't everybody give me some problems here? And that's what was happening in, in his life. And, and then, of course, the shame that he had to put up with. Now, that was because of his own fault. Because he went and saw Bathsheba and had her brought to him and committed that sin with her. And, 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 and David, I believe he was sorrowful for it. And he asked God to forgive him. But you know, still in his mind, there was a battle going on. I'm sure the devil all the time said, yeah, but what, remember what you did? The devil ever done that to you too? And the devil likes to bring up your past and you, and you say, but it's under the blood. And the devil says, no, I don't think so. Don't you remember what you did? Always likes to throw in our face what, what our past was. I think about David, that the shame that was upon him for committing adultery and then murder of her, of her husband, having him murdered. Again, I believe he was very sorrowful about it and repented of it. I'm glad God forgives, but he didn't forget about it. I'm sure that haunted him a lot, and I believe there were probably people always bringing it up and throwing it in his face. It's under the blood, but a lot of times, you know, God forgives, he forgets. 
puts it as far as the east is from the west, behind his back in the deepest sea. And yet, people don't forget it, and I'm sure he didn't either. We know that his son Amnon raped his daughter Tamar. Can't understand, just can't believe that. That's just that's just, just horrible thing. His other son Absalom murdered Amnon. You think about it, he's so upset about his daughter, but then his, his other son kills the other son that had done that to his daughter. Can you imagine this man was going through an awful lot? And then Absalom led in a revolt against his father. He's like, kids, can't you even stick with your dad? No, his sons already have gone against him. And then Absalom was finally left after Absalom killed his brother. Absalom then was riding on the back of a donkey and he had his long hair and got it caught in a tree. He was hanging there by the tree and the Bible tells us about Joab had it, had it ordered there that uh, someone go put a, a dart through his heart and killed him. And David lost his other son. Man, he had a lot of problems. I mean, we think we have it bad. I don't think there's any of us in this room that had a list of things like that happen in their life. So David, Dave, if we could look at someone that how do you deal with problems, I think probably the one that we would look to to find out how to do that was, was David with all the problems he had. And yet with all these problems, he seemed to survive them all. In fact, he's called a man after God's own heart. I wonder if he maybe even thought about himself, I'm such a loser. Look at all these things that have happened to me in my life. I'm sure those things came into his mind, and he probably thought about that too, that he was such a loser. But you know what? David was able to overcome all the problems in his life. And I'm here to say tonight, ladies and gentlemen, no matter what your problem is, no matter what your difficulty is, no matter the burden that you have in your life, that God is able to take care of you. He's able. How was David able to do this? In the times of trouble, God was able to bless David. And I think about David, he was living in Ziglag, and, and this kind of tells us a little bit of the story about it. If you go back to chapter 29, and let's go to verse number verse number 1, and we'll read here in a minute. But David had fled, to, fled from King Saul. Remember I said that the king was after him. And David did something that you almost didn't think would happen, but he aligned himself with the Philistines. And he's going to fight, and the fact of the matter is, he was going to end up fighting against his own people. But God had a way to keep him from doing it, and it looked like a problem again. But look what, look what the Bible says in verse number 20, and I'll read quite a few verses here. Just follow along if you would. Now the Philistines gathered together all their armies to Apec, and the Israelites pitched by a fountain which is in, in Jezreel. And the lords of the Philistines passed by on, on by hundreds and by thousands, but David and his men passed on in the rearward with Achish. Then said the princes of the Philistines, What do these Hebrews hear? And Achish said unto the princes of the Philistines, Is not this David, the servant of Saul, the king of Israel, which hath been with me these days or these years? And I have found no fault in him since he fell unto me unto this day. So they're looking around and saying, hey, what's David doing here? David was, a, was an enemy of the Philistines. Verse 4, and the princes of the Philistines were wroth with him. 
And the princes were uh, 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 the princes of the Philistines said unto him, Make this fellow return, that he may go again to his place which thou hast appointed him, and let him not go down with us to battle. They said, Listen, we're going to go against Israel. We don't want him to go with us. You know, we don't trust him. Huh, David. Well, let's see what happened. In uh, uh, verse number five, is not this David of whom they sang one to another in dances, saying, Saul slew his thousands, and David his ten thousands? Then Achish called David and said unto him, Surely as the Lord liveth, thou hast been upright, and thy going out, and thy coming in with me, and the host is good in my sight, for I have not found evil in thee since the day of thy coming unto me unto this, this day. Nevertheless, the Lord's favor thee not. Wherefore now return and go in peace that thou displease not the lords of the Philistines. He's not going to be able to fight with the Philistines against Israel. And David said unto Achish, But what have I done? And what hast thou found in thy servants so long as I have been with thee unto this day, that I may not go fight against the enemies of my lord the king? And Achish answered and said to David, I know that thou art good in my sight. As an angel of God, notwithstanding, the princes of the Philistines have said, He shall not go up with us to the battle. Wherefore now rise up early in the morning with thy master's servants that are come with thee. And as soon as ye be up early in the morning and have light, depart. So David and his men rose up early to depart in the morning to return to the land of the Philistines. And the Philistines went up to Jezreel. And so what happened, there they are, they're ready to fight and they send David back and he gets back to Ziglag. And there in Ziglag he comes and as we just read a few moments ago, they find something terrible has happened. He sent him back, and now he finds out, as he's gotten back uh, there, he found out that, uh, uh, that Ziglag had been attacked by the uh, Amalekites. And that's what we find in verse number 1. And it came to pass, and this is verse chapter 30, and it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire. So now what happens, he, people, the, the Philistines said, man, we don't want this guy here. He's not wanted by them. They said, we're going to send him back. And, he go, and they sent him away. And I'm sure he's kind of crushed about this. Why don't, they, why don't they want to use me? Why can't I help? He comes back and then he finds out all that we just read about a few minutes ago. He finds out that uh, all the women were take, taken captive and, and uh, great and small and carried them away and went on their way. And David, verse 3 says, So David and his men came to the city and behold, it was burned with fire. And the wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. What a horrible situation he's going through here. The women and the children have been kidnapped. That means including the, the family of David. It's like, what else can this man go through? What else can happen to someone in all the situations there? David's distressed, and you could understand that. I don't think he was a superman. I don't think he was, he was not a perfect man. And so he had flesh, and I'm sure that the flesh just kind of swelled up in on him, and just like, you know, it's like, wow, you're, you're good for nothing. Why, look at everything that's happening. How is God good? Let me remind you something. God's always good. Always good. So the people, he, he finds out all of them have been taken, and then the people are so angry, they're weeping, and then they, they lift up their voice, and they said, you know, I think what we want to do is we want to stone David. It's like you can't catch a break, it seemed like. You ever get that way sometimes? You just feel like you can't catch a break. Just go from one thing to another, one problem to another problem. That happens sometimes. And that's what happened to David. 
But David found out what to do about the situation in verse number 6. I think you saw it when we read it. Let's look at it again. And David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because the soul of the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and for his daughters. And you understand that. But David, here it is, encouraged who? Himself. In the Lord, his God. He didn't say, he said, you know, I'm going to encourage myself. I think I'll look at my, my portfolio of my retirement. In these days, it don't look good. He didn't say, let me see how much wealth I have. Didn't matter how much wealth he had. His, his family was gone. He's gone through so many troubles and trials. He didn't look and say, well, you know, let's see what I have. Everything there was burnt. You could think, you know, well, you know, well, if they take my house, they burn my home, they burn all the stores and the town down, you know, I could still go on because I had my family and there was no family there for them. All the trouble, the trial that he was going through. But even being distressed the way he was, because it said in verse 6, the first part, and, great, and David was greatly distressed. This was not, he was not a man that said, you know what, everything's all right. Everything's okay. I don't think he went around say, singing, everything's all right in my father's house. I don't think he did at first because he was greatly distressed. But finally it came to him, how in the world am I going to get through this? Lord, I, I feel like I don't even know if I want to live. And what did he do? Nobody came to his side. Nobody, nobody came to help him. You know what he did? He went to the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, we can do the same thing. He said, preacher, why doesn't anyone come and try to comfort me? Nobody came to comfort him. And I'll be honest with you, I wish people would comfort one another. The Bible talks about that. But that doesn't always happen. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. David didn't say, well, I'm encouraged because, you know what, the, the, the king is not after me anymore. That wasn't it. I'm encouraged because the people, uh, if, if the city was rebuilt, I don't think he found encouragement there. He encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Ladies and gentlemen, when we, we have the Lord our, our God that is able to, to, to help us and to think about this, how glad I am that I belong to him. And he will take care of me. He will meet my needs. And, and I will have troubles. But even in the troubles we go through, the Lord is always there. He found encouragement in the Lord when it seemed like everything was caving in on him. And with that strength he received, he was able to deal with all the problems that came before him. You know, problems come, but here's the thing. We've got to deal with the problems. You know, sometimes people just throw up their hands and say, well, I give up. You don't give up when problems come. He said, but I'm so discouraged. Encourage yourself in the Lord, your God. Don't look at all the problems. Look at the God in heaven that's able to take care of us. With the strength that he received, encourage himself in the Lord, he was able to deal with whatever problem was before him. So that's how David did it. Now, here's the thing. It's... 2023 that's how we do it too that's the way we need to do it same way David did I don't think there's a one of us in here went through the problems that David went through and I'm like this if it could if David could find help by encouraging himself in the Lord we can do the same thing are you saved tonight 
then you can encourage yourself in the Lord. Now, if you're not saved, don't think about that happening. But if you're saved, you can encourage yourself in the Lord. It's not the power of positive thinking. It's like when we stop and think about what all the troubles are. When, when, when our finances are gone, we know that the Bible tells us, why, 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 God, you told me in your word that you'll supply my every need. When, when death comes, the Lord says, do you know there's a home in heaven? You know, we can find the encouragement in the Lord. Christians oftentimes face many problems. Sometimes it's family problems and other matters of personal concern. Sometimes it's the jobs that we have and the financial security, or we could say the financial insecurity today. We think, what are we going to do? And you know, you hear people today talking. They're saying, you know, what's going to happen? You know, the government may shut down. Well, the government may shut down, but God never does. They're saying, well, what's going to happen? You know what they're going to, you know what's going to happen? We're going to, we're going to wake up the next morning. And you're going to have a bunch of Republicans and Democrats doing this, pointing at each other's faces. You know, it's your fault, your fault. And yet we're still going to go on and we're still going to rejoice because we have a God in heaven that we can encourage ourselves by. Now, don't, don't think about going to encourage yourself by looking at the stock market. Don't think you're going to encourage yourself by looking at your bank statement. Don't think you're going to encourage yourself by looking at the, what the doctor says. But encourage yourself in the Lord your God. Many times what we try to do is tackle our problems alone. I could do it myself. <laughs> and what happens is you leave God out of the whole picture. I really, you know, I, I wonder sometimes how lost people make it. You know what I worry about too? Save people who don't get their eyes on the Lord when the problems come. The problems come and I go, oh my, what am I going to do? Uh, maybe God will take care of you. Maybe we ought, to, we, ought to, we ought to turn the TV off and the radio off and, and throw out the newspaper and get in the word of God and find out that God will take care of us. I know people have had problems that have come in their life and they left God out of their life. I've even seen this happen where people say, what's God have against me? A saved man say that one day. I'm like, you know what, what are you thinking? You know what, he was overwhelmed by his problems. He was not encouraging himself in the Lord. He was looking at the problems and trying to find some blame for all the problems in his life and saying, God, it's your fault. How many people today are saying, well, if God is love, God is love. Not what if, if, if God is, God is love. I understand why people, when problems come, they run and push aside the very one that will help them. I don't know why when the problems come, we don't go around and we sit there. And I've, I've seen it in the 40 years I've been in the ministry. I've seen people all of a sudden get there and they've had their arms full. And say, I'll tell you what, if this is the way it's going to be as a Christian, I don't want it. You know what? You have a problem. The next guy has a problem too. And, and, and sometimes you go, I wish I was like them. Then do what they do. They encourage themselves in the Lord. You say, well, I'll tell you, so-and-so, they don't seem like they ever have any problems. Hello? We all have problems. It's just some people are trusting God. Other people are just trying to tackle it by feeling sorry for themselves. People drop out of church when problems come. I think, how silly. The very thing that God says will help us, you drop out of. 
Well, you're a preacher, you know I got this problem here. I just can't, I just can't get in church because I got this real problem. Let, the Bible tells us we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And, and, and what's he talking about there? Because we come together, we get encouraged by other people as we hear the word of God. You know, it's kind of like tonight. This message can help you to encourage yourself in the Lord. But if you stayed home, you wouldn't have got that. Well, you know, preacher, I just feel like there are so many problems and I got so many things I'm going through. Join the club. We all do. But here's the thing. We can look at David and say, you know, he made it. I can make it too. God wants us to put our trust in him. The Bible says in James chapter 4, verse 8, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Our problem is we just don't want to draw to God. We're like this going, God... He's not the bellboy. God says, draw nigh to me. And then I'll draw nigh to you. Simple, isn't it? It's so simple. Draw nigh to me. I will draw nigh to you. God made us that promise there. Listen to this. Our first Peter 5, 6, and 7. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him. Here's why. For he careth for you. <laughs> what a great God we have. He cares about you tonight. Amen? Amen? He cares about you tonight. I don't know what situation you may be going through, but I know this, that God cares for you no matter what the situation may be this evening. You ever heard people say, well, God helps those who help themselves. I was looking that, that statement up the other day, and you, and you know what? The Bible don't say that. And yet it is looked at, most people say, one of the most noted verses in the Bible is, is, is that verse that says, God helps those who help themselves. It's not in the Bible. You know, that's why people have these crazy ideas. Because I, I looked it up and I thought, okay, not in the Bible. Where did these, these, these folks get that idea? And that, that came from this. It was a statement by Algernon, what a name, Algernon Sidney. And it was in a discourse concerning government in the year 1698. It was something about government he was talking about there. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Something said about governments aren't going to help you. Well, God helps those who help themselves. Well, that sounds pretty neat. Sounds like a cool little thing to say. But you know what? God's the one that will help us. I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. And you'll help us. God helps those who trust in the Lord with all their heart. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Aren't you glad he directs our paths? And aren't you glad that he acknowledges us too? If we acknowledge him, he says, all right, I'm, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going I'm to guide you the right way. Oh, Mishar was here the other day. He, he has, has uh, I almost said UPS. I look back at you. Uh, his GPS, that's what it was. Don't follow UPS, that guy there. But uh, the G, his GPS, and because and, 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 I thought, you know, he never asked me what our, our address was. But, you know, on the Internet you can find it. And so he put in his GPS, you know, the address here. And, and that woman on that, and, and I'm sorry, it was a woman's voice, I'm sure. I don't know of any that have a men's one. I think you can change it these days, but I'm pretty sure it's a woman's voice on there. But what happens, told him to go down past the church here, and go through the, through the field. He had a 30-foot camper going through that field. 
Uh, you know, he said, he said, I looked and he said, I saw, she told me, and it said to go down through that field, but I figured I'm going to follow the sign. Well, let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, we have the sign, amen. We don't have to listen to some voice out there. We have the sign that tells us the direction to go. Whew. That was a good little illustration I all of a sudden thought about. Some of you, I just felt like some of you are saying, boy, he is so full of wisdom. No, it just popped in. We can't leave God out of the picture. We can't leave him out. I think when we try to leave God out of the picture, then God says, okay, go ahead and settle it yourself. Lord, I, I, just, I, just, I just think I can do it myself. Lord, I, I know that you can help me, but I'm just going to settle this. I'm going to take care of it myself. You're like the little child, you know, a little two-year-old that takes that gallon of milk and wants to pour it in that little plastic cup and say, I can do it myself. And they get that, they get the cap off of it, and they think, boy, I'm so big. And they go to tip it over, and then all of a sudden it gets away from them. And it kicks that cup out of the way, but the gallon of milk doesn't stop, and the milk falls, and it goes everywhere because the kid thought he could do it himself. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. You cannot do it yourself. We need the Lord. So we best learn from someone who experienced dealing with problems like David did. In times of troubles, we can look to the Lord for the the strength that we need. We can trust the Lord and be steadfast in our trust. But let's put it this way too. Also in our praising of the Lord. I'm at times to say it, but it's so true. God's good all the time. David said, my family's gone. David, I know you don't quite understand this right now, but God's good all the time. But you understand, my, 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 my one son did something awful to my daughter, and the, another son killed him. And God says, I know you don't understand this, but, but, but God's good. I'm good all the time, and he is. Don't forsake him. I say don't forsake the Lord, but don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Because that's what God uses to encourage us. I find it encouraging tonight to be in church. Amen. Amen. I always find it encouraging. I sometimes don't feel good. You ever do that? Sometimes you don't make me feel good. But uh, sometimes I don't feel good. But you know what I find when I go to church? I feel better. I feel better. You know, you know, what, I, you know what I think what happens is I believe that the, that the that church encourages us. Because God uses that. But here's the thing, I had to make the decision to be here. Then I can find the encouragement. Hebrews 10, 25, you know the verse, not forsaking the assembly of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. There it is. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. Here's another verse about David. Listen to what he said. This kind of tells us a lot about him. Psalm 63, verse 8 says, My soul... Followeth hard after thee. Thy right hand upholdeth me. He said, my soul followeth hard after thee. He was saying this, Lord, I'm, I, I want to stick as close to you as I possibly can. Why did he see the need to do it? Because he knew all the problems that he had. And knew that God would see him through. And don't think about throwing your hands up and saying, well, I just give up. I'm just not going back to church anymore. Why don't you do what David did, encourage yourself in the Lord. 
He said, preacher, my heart's broken about some things and I just don't know what I'm going to do. How about this? Why don't you run to the Lord and encourage yourself in him? I find encouragement all the time when I read that he said he'll supply my needs. And he said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Isn't that encouraging? You know, I've had people who said they love me one minute and hate me the next. They leave me. But you know what? My Lord never does that. He's always loved me. And I know he always will. I find encouragement in that. You see, when we trust God, we'll find strength. We'll find deliverance. And I believe we'll find something else. True happiness. You know, sometimes people wonder, how can you with your problems? You know, people think about this. You know, we go through troubled times. And they go, how can you be happy? Because the Lord gives us that joy. The Lord gives us that joy. What we need to do is to, what the Bible said, encourage ourselves in the Lord our God. Now, here's the thing tonight, and I close with this. We can trust in the Lord or we can trust in our own strength. I'll be honest with you, I, I don't trust my own strength. Amen. But I do trust the Lord. My, my Lord can do anything but fail. Amen. Anything but fail. I, I, can't, I, can't, I, I can fail a lot, but I know my Lord will always take care of me. So here, here's the thing. How do we deal with the problems? It's up to you how you deal with it. You say, well, I can do it myself. Go at it, and you'll fail. Or you can do what David did. Again, think of all that list of things that was happening in his life. You and I would have probably fallen to pieces. And yet he was a man after God's own heart. And God used him in a mighty way. You read the Psalms. you ever find comfort and help in the Psalms? Many of them written by the man who was full of troubles. How? Was he supernatural? No. He was someone that encouraged himself in the Lord. But here it is. It's up to you. It's up to you. You can go out of here. You can put those troubles on your back and carry it. And you can suffer through all those things where you can say, Lord, I'm going to encourage myself in you. Not encourage myself by power of positive thinking, but I'm going to encourage myself in you. If we just get our eyes on the Lord instead of Biden and Trump and all the rest of them yahoos. If we get our eyes on the Lord, we'll be a whole lot better off, wouldn't we? I think we might smile more. Yeah, even Baptist. Wouldn't that be something? It's up to you. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you so much again for this time tonight. Thank you for the dear people that have come to church this evening on a Sunday night. I'm glad there's people who believe in it. But Father, we know we've come because we, we get something from you. Lord, this is not something new. I didn't all of a sudden come up with this. Oh, yes, the message is new to me as I prepared it. But Lord, the truth was always there. Many of us have read this portion of scripture before. We know what David did. Sometimes we know what David did, but we just don't do it ourselves. Tonight may be a reminder to us to encourage ourselves in the Lord. I know the problems come. I'm not belittling anyone's problem. I'm not belittling anyone's heartache. But Lord, I'm not belittling you either. You're the answer. Help us tonight to find that encouragement that we need.
in you. The world will go to their alcohol to try to find some comfort. We can go to our God. The world will try their narcotic, narcotics and their pills and their medications, or we come to you. Lord, I'm glad you're there for us. May we be encouraged in thee tonight. With our heads bowed, our eyes closed. Maybe you're here tonight, you're not sure you're saved. You need to trust the Lord as your Savior. I want to be anyone here tonight say, Preacher, if I died right now, I don't know I go to heaven. But I'd like to know that. Pray for me. Would you slip your hand up? Anyone tonight? Preacher, I'm not sure I'm saved, but I'd like to know it. Christian, tonight, maybe God spoke to your heart. Oh, somewhere, you know, you got some problems and burdens. And I'm not making light of problems and burdens. Boy, they're, they're hard. And, and we just saw what David went through. And, man, that was hard. That was difficult. But David said, you know, I encouraged myself in the Lord. All these problems were there. He found encouragement. It wasn't he found encouragement when it was all over. He found the encouragement while it was going on. And you can find encouragement tonight too. Father, bless the invitation time now. Lord, I pray that we'll just encourage ourselves in you this evening. Lord, speak to our hearts in the invitation. I pray that we'll do what we ought to do. But Father, every one of us, when the problems come in life, may we always run to you and find that encouragement in you. Bless the invitation now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.